Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Helping you unwind after a long day of work. I'm just going to grab a healthy breakfast. Are those gummy bears wrapped in a fruit roll-up? The nightcap. Breakfast burrito, but yeah. I pity your dentist. On WGR. Joke's on you. I don't have a dentist. Sports Radio 550. Sure, why not? They handed me a microphone for the nightcap, too. Derek Kramer and Brayton Wilson hanging out with you here on the nightcap here. If you're driving, I don't know why, please stay safe. That's and why I didn't drive. That's why That's why we're here, is because we're literally the only ones that can be counted on at this point because we're here in the building. Brayton lives out in the hinterlands, and he definitely ain't going home. I've been training here since the, this morning. You you were here at what time this morning? Uh, five thirty. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> and he's uh, still here. Yeah, not only is he still here, he's still awake. Yeah, surprisingly enough. Good for you. Thank you, thank you. I take that as a compliment. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to stay up, but uh, hopefully the Sabers can get a win and help me stay up even further. Yes, make it exciting hockey for us tonight, so that everyone can at least stay up while. Uh, you know, having to take turns shoveling and snow blowing and doing all that stuff. If you're out there, it's cold, it's stupid, your nostrils freeze when you breathe in. So, And a, uh, and a quick service announcement. There are travel bans out there. There are driving bans out there. Abide by those because you do not want to get caught out in that first off. And second off, just don't put yourself in that danger. So if you don't have anywhere to go, like, I mean, if you, unless you have to go work somewhere, unless you've got a job that requires you to work in this condi- in these conditions, no matter what, do not go out on the roads. Yeah. Obviously take caution with that. And it, and again, our sister station, WBEN, they are all over this right now. So if you need the latest, you can go over to them, flip it over, come back to us and get your sports takes in. Sabres stars tonight. Sabres winning last night in Columbus and Brayton, it, I feel like this was, it wasn't pretty, but at the same time, it was better than the score indicated. I feel like they played pretty much 56 minutes of solid hockey, and next thing you know, at the end of the second period, they play three minutes of bad butt hockey, and next thing you know, it's tied going into the third period. Yeah, I, I feel like that, that game was not as bad as the score indicated, it was just... They had some real bad lapses to end the second. No, for sure. I thought that that the end of the game yesterday was a better outcome than uh, I would have expected, especially in the last few minutes when the Sabres are trying to fight off a, uh, a barrage of Columbus chances. Carter Hutton looked good in net, and I also thought that the Sabres did a nice job of limiting the chances that Columbus had. But yeah, you're right. The final five minutes of that second period was ugly, very, very ugly. They had a 4-2 lead. They looked like they were comfortably in that lead and, and set to head into the second intermission with the 4-2 to lead, but then, unfortunately for them, uh, they give up a quick goal, and the next thing you know, right before the end of the second period, they tie the game up. 
it's those type of situations that they really have to keep in check and they really have to make sure that they're not giving up too often. And and again, another situation that you can't have is giving up a goal less than two minutes after you score. It's happened 19 times this season where the Sabres score a goal and then less than two minutes later, the opposition scores a goal. They have to limit that, especially against a Dallas Stars team that is probably just as good as Columbus. They've got some really good talent and guys like Tyler Sagan. Uh, they got Jamie Benn. They've got Alex Radulov. A couple of other guys that are going to be some threats uh, for the Sabres organization this evening. And they've just got to attack like they did yesterday. They've got to be aggressive with the puck. And they've got to generate some good offensive chances. I mean, last night was a uh, was a good offensive production night for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, at times, it got a little sloppy. But, I mean, you got scoring from secondary guys throughout the entire lineup, especially from that second line with guys like Evan Rodriguez. You got uh, Connor Sherry scoring the game winner. That was huge. Tage Thompson scored a goal yesterday. That's on top of, uh, of Jeff Skinner also scoring uh, on that breakaway chance. And Sam Reinhardt also scoring a goal for the Buffalo Sabres. So last night was a great win for the Sabres, and uh, they're looking to repeat that tonight in the Lone Star State against the Dallas Stars team that has beat them six straight times which is in kind Dallas. Of, which is kind of an odd streak, but the Sabres this year have kind of stopped those oddities from continuing. Like, they couldn't win in L.A. for the longest time. They took care of that this year. Granted, L.A.'s trash, but, you know, they finally took care of that. This is not one of those concerns with me. What is a concern with me, though, Brayton, is the defensive woes are getting too extreme at this point for you to really be able to keep a game in cruise control, so to say. And a name that a lot of people are coming up with right now, and it's a question that I just swear I don't hmm. I, I don't know the answer to. No. What the hell happened to Marco Scandella? I don't know. What happened to him? I don't know. Last year he was serviceable. Everyone's like, yo, we just totally fleeced Minnesota. Thanks for Pominville and Marco Scandella. You st- still won the trade, of course, but Scandella <laughs> yeah, this year. Yeah, because Tyler Ennis is not playing there anymore, <laughs> and, and Marcus Felino is... It's a fourth liner. Yeah. So you still absolutely fleeced Minnesota in the mm-hmm. deal, but now Scandella and Pominville, to an extent, now he's a healthy scratch tonight, yeah. have taken some noticeable steps back, and Scandella, it's becoming more and more glaring when you're seeing a young Lawrence Pilot in the press box for the second straight night. Yeah, I mean, when you look at all the fancy analytics about Marco Scandella compared to Lawrence Pilot, it, it's not even close uh, when you compare the two. It, it just there, there shouldn't be a reason why Lawrence Pilot is sitting tonight. I, I know that they want to get some guys in and they want guys with more experience, but I mean, for a team and for a game that is more of a puck moving and get the puck up the ice in transition for that style of play. I mean, obviously Rasmus Dahlin is going to do that for you. Rasmus Ristolainen has been better at it, but Lawrence Pilot might be the the second best puck moving transitional guy in the entire organization. And you're going, and you're telling me that you need more experience on the ice in order for you know your lineup to look more presentable. I mean, last night, sure, Matt Hunwick came in and he played okay. He was a minus one and not bad. But Marco Scandella still continues to serve as a liability in his own end. He's making some odd decisions in the neutral zone that that don't lead to great decisions heading the other way back into your defensive end. It's it's those type of situations where you need to limit those. And sure, Lawrence Pilot is going to make some mistakes. And I understand that you don't want mistakes at this time of the season, but 
Lawrence Pilot has got to play these games in order to learn from those mistakes, in order to get the experience that he needs. If he's gonna, if he does that, he's going to get better. He's a, he's the type of defenseman you need in this league and you need in this organization. So I, I just, I, I would really hope to see Pilot get in tonight. Doesn't look like it's, it's going to happen. Nathan Bolu's going to come back into the lineup this evening for Matt Hunwick. So uh, Bolu's going to get some playing time. He'll certainly be happy with that, but. I, I I don't have any answers for why Marco Scandella is still in. It, it still kind of baffles me at this point as to why Phil Housley continues to roll with him when he's been uh, probably the, the, the worst defenseman in terms of struggling and not being able to find his game. Well, I'm going to keep it real with you, Chief, and I'm going to keep it all keep it real with all of you guys right now. Marco Scandella ain't getting benched at all probably for this season. Probably not. It's just not going to happen, and I know that people are going to be angry about that. People are calling for it on a nightly basis at this point. Why is Scandella here? Why is he in? Why is he in the lineup? Look, Phil Housley likes having veteran presences, and for lack of a better word, that's the main reason he's in the lineup, and that's going to be the reason he remains in the lineup is because he's here. He's a veteran. He's a guy that if, if he hasn't been scratched at this point, I don't think it's going to happen. He's got to, at this point, come up with a game where he blatantly gives up a puck at the middle of the net right in the slot to somebody three times in one game for him to finally get benched for yeah. a game. That's the only way it's going to happen, and that's not going to happen because he's still at least a professional athlete, and no. that's not going to happen that badly. What still blows my mind is how Marco Scandella makes a mistake like he did against Milan Lucic and doesn't have any repercussions for it while Lawrence Pilot has a bad bounce go unfortunately his way I know the Tampa Bay game he had a a pretty bad giveaway and he took a bad penalty to lead to the go-ahead goal uh he you know he had another bad giveaway to to pass a back pass no look pass where I mean Rasmus Ristolainen was in the vicinity he could have knocked it down but it was just out of his reach barely but I mean yeah, but the situation is, is Lawrence Pilot is still one of your best defensemen analytically. Like, when you look at the projected lineups and how you look at how his numbers match up with everyone else, he's able to generate a lot more offense for your team, and it's huge for for the fact that this team needs offense. They need to find ways to get the puck to the net and score. Lawrence Pilot is that defenseman that finds ways to get the puck to the net in any way possible. Marco Scandella's offensive numbers aren't even close to what Lawrence Pilot could potentially do in your lineup night in and night out. So, I mean, sure. You look at the experience factor, you look at, well, Marco Scandella's been a veteran of this league while Lawrence Pilot is a rookie. I understand that, but I think at this point, you want your best players out there night in, night out. Is Marco Scandella going to be that old reliable type of defenseman for you at times yeah at other times he's gonna make some really bad mistakes everyone makes mistakes so Lauren I mean uh, Rasmus Dahlin has made plenty of mistakes this rookie year but what's the one thing that everyone has said about Rasmus Dahlin you keep him out there you let him learn from these experiences and he's going to learn that is I believe the same philosophy that the Sabres need to have with Lawrence Pilot he's in his first year in North America he's still growing in the game he's not going back to Rochester I think that's pretty clear if he was going back to Rochester he would have gone back during the all-star break he would have gotten a couple of games in and played in the all-star game that I mean he didn't go back he's still here he's going to stay here until the end of the season is he going to go back after the season I don't know but 
Lawrence Pilot needs to get more ice time. He needs to be playing more, and I think that it's going to help him more if he continues to stay in the lineup instead of this in-and-out sort of situation. And it's sort of a different thing compared with Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson was out of the lineup early a lot, and Phil Housley kept pressing the issue where it's just like we're developing him in the video room. He's going out on the ice and, and taking the extra sessions and doing all the extra work. Lawrence Pilot, the best thing for him is probably getting on that ice and, and continuing to play at this point. Now, again, I'm not a coach, but I, I'm, I'm just saying that I think it's time that the, the Sabres might want to consider giving Lawrence Pilot the Rasmus Dahlin treatment and getting him more games despite the mistakes and everything. Just let him continue to work and continue to get those games and get the on-ice experience in order for him to continue improving his game. Now, the thing I'm not going to freak out about is, I mean, yeah, Pilot scratched for the second straight game here tonight, but it's only the fifth time he's been scratched since being up here. So it's not like he's out of the game and into the press box every other game here. It's, a, it's not that kind of problem here yet. And I say yet because I'm hoping that that's not the case going forward. But, you know, everyone questioned, under everyone under the sun questioned, what the hell is Housley doing with Tage Thompson? Yeah. And it seemed that it turned out to it's be working. the right call. It has worked, yes. It, it was clearly the right call. The man looks a lot better. Uh, the man, the kid looks a lot better since coming back in the lineup from that lengthy visit to the press box. 803-0551-888-552-550. Those are the numbers here if you want to get in. We've got about 10 minutes here, so if you've got any thoughts before we get to the Sabres pregame show with Brian Koziel coming up here, now's the time to get in. Now's the time to call. Let us know what you think of tonight's game. What do you think about Lawrence Pilot? What do you think about any of the situations that's happening here? Or if you want to talk about the weather, where you're at, how you're watching the game, or... or Taking in tonight's game, feel free to call us. 803-0551-888-552-550. Yeah, I mean, it, looking at how you develop these type of players, and, and, and it's worked for Tage Thompson. He's been able to take in the video. He's gotten that extra ice time. But I think there's a lot less stress when it comes to the fact that for a forward. And, and yeah, maybe maybe that's something that goes into it. Maybe maybe the, more, the fact that there's more stress to a defenseman in their development Maybe that's taking a toll on Pilot. Maybe he needs to take the time. Obviously, we can speculate here and there and go back and forth and everything like that. It's it's just one of those situations, though, where I think watching Pilot in Rochester and watching him here in, in Buffalo, the more ice time he's going to get, the better off he's going to be for the long term. So uh, I think that getting him more ice time and getting him on that ice is going to help him more and sit Marco Scandella for a game. Just, just give that message. He, he clearly has to be better. You're a veteran of this team. You're, you're dependent to be a leader of this team. These mistakes can't happen. So it, it's an unfortunate circumstance, and unfortunately, you know, Pilot's going to have to sit at least another game. But I mean, for Nathan Bolu, he'll be happy. He's back in the lineup tonight, and uh, and hopefully, we will uh, get to see some good action from him this evening as the Sabers are set to take the ice in a little over an hour and 15 minutes uh, in Dallas at the American Airlines Arena uh, as they will try and look for win number two in a row and close out their five-game road trip with a couple of wins and before heading home to play seven straight at Key Bank Center. 803-0551-888-552-550. Those are the numbers here. If you want to get a hold of us here uh, in the final 10 minutes of the show before Sabres pregame starts. Let's go out to the phone lines now. Let's go to Frank. Frank, good evening. You're on the bridge edition of the Nightcap. Hey, good evening, guys. A couple quick things. Uh, I have been a Syracuse Orangeman fan and a Notre Dame fan all my life. Okay? Mm -hmm. Well, last week, there was nothing going on. So, you know, I just 
wanted to listen to something, so I threw on the UB Bulls. I was hooked the first game I've, I've ever listened to them play. These guys were just phenomenal. Yeah. I really enjoyed the speed of the, they, these guys play and and how fast. I mean, three times in the in the second half, they yeah. pulled off eight or nine points in about a you know twelve second span. It was just really nice to, to listen to. Yeah, I mean, Frank. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I I was I've gotten the chance to catch a few games this year for UB. And there's a reason why Jay Billis has this team ranked ninth, or at least he had him ranked ninth in his power rankings. I mean, this team is pretty well built up, you know, from top to bottom. They've got a great shooter in CJ Massenburg, and they've got some good offensive production from uh, Jeremy Harris, just you know, and a couple of other guys on that roster. They're fun to watch, and hopefully, they can uh, they can make a nice deep run in the uh, NCAA tournament this year. Of course, they have to go out and win the MAC first and, and earn a bid, which. I think at this point they probably would, but I mean they'd have to have some sort of monumental collapse in order to miss the uh, the tournament. But yeah, Nate Oates has got those guys clicking, and they've got he's got them clicking at a at a all star caliber pace right now. But uh, Frank, did you also want to make a point on the Sabers here? Yeah, you know uh, I don't think about what's going to happen this year. I would love to see these guys get in the playoffs. I, it's not my main concern for these guys. I think after this season, when we get rid of some more of the old. Uh, guard that we've had and get bring in these new guys, I think next year we're going to look to see us getting into a second or a third round in the playoffs. Thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Frank. Thanks for the call, and uh, stay safe this evening in the um, the treacherous weather out there. Yeah, sure. I think that's an approach that a lot of people had going into this season was this team, the Sabres, are going to be a team that, yeah, they're probably on the fringe of the playoffs like they are right now. Obviously, those expectations were set sky high when they went on that 10-game win streak, and next thing you know, they're the number one team in the NHL. Since then, the Sabres have kind of step back and been as expected as of late. They're a team that is now sitting in a competitive spot for a playoff berth. They're two points behind Pittsburgh. If they win, if the Sabres win tonight and Pittsburgh loses in regulation, Sabres are tied for the final wild card spot in the in the Eastern Conference. It would be a huge, huge thing for the Sabres if they can get back into a playoff spot because then at that point they're still even with Pittsburgh and they are able to then compete. And I think that's the team that at this point of the season you're going to want to look to and and stay competitive with from start to finish for the rest of the year. There's 33 games left in the season this year. At this point, they have got to figure out a way to stay competitive. I'm just going to pull up the standings here real quick and just look at the uh, the wild card picture here. Yeah, so you're two points back of Pittsburgh. You win tonight. Pittsburgh loses in regulation. You are tied for the final wild card spot with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh would have the advantage though because of regulation and overtime wins. Then you're only two points back of Boston, and you're even with Boston in games. You also have one game in hand on Montreal. That's huge because Montreal has 61 points, and you're and you're only three back. So even then, if you win another game and you get even with Montreal, you're still only one point back. I mean, tonight is a huge swing game. You thought last night was a huge swing game for, for Buffalo against Columbus? They got a huge win. That's great. But at this point, you got to get another win against Dallas. And Dallas is a team that's also fighting for wild card spot. They're currently the first team in the wild card, and they are tied for that first spot with 52 points with Colorado and Vancouver. Anaheim's one point back, and Arizona is two points back. So Dallas has got a lot on the line to fight for tonight. Sabres have got a lot to fight for on the line tonight. And and Dallas is going to be coming out of their break. They haven't played since they went on the All-Star break, and I think they had their bye the same time that the Sabres did. 
And the Sabres are going to be playing their second game in a row, and hopefully their approach is, yeah, we got that big win. We're going to have a couple of fresh legs in the lineup with Remy Ellie and Jason Palmville, or um, not Jason Palmville, Palmville's out, Ellie's in, Nathan Beaulieu coming back in. They're hoping to have a couple of fresh legs that will help energize them at times, and, and hopefully they're, they're going to come out of this, uh, this matchup with Dallas with a couple of points to continue their run for the playoffs. Also, it must be nice for the second wild card in the West, you know, 52 points. Yeah. Must, must be great. <laughs> right. Must yeah, be great 54 there. points for the Sabres, and, or 56 points now for the Sabres, and they're, they're on the outside looking in. But I think, the, I think the, the, the important thing to remember here is the fact that, yeah, while this team was expected to be in this situation towards the end of the year and be fighting for a playoff spot, I think Frank's point hits really good on the head. Next year is really the year that we could start to, I think, look ahead and say, yeah, this this team might be a, a playoff contending team. Now, granted, obviously that could obviously change if if things collapse and, you know, next thing you know, maybe, I mean, I'm, I'm not foreshadowing here or anything. I'm just kind of hypothetically saying this. Let's say they fall apart and then Phil Housley gets fired and they're kind of overturning a little bit there. It's it's definitely not a blow up the the whole situation thing where you're firing Housley, you're firing Bottrell, and then you're trading away your assets. You obviously want to get Jeff Skinner signed. I think that their the talks there are very good. Skinner seems like he wants to be here as part of the Sabers organization for the long term. He's got a center in Jack Eichel that will feed him the puck night in and night out, allowing him to score at will. You've got other assets here like Casey Middlestat, who uh, is still projected to be a second-line center in the NHL and be a very good offensive threat. I felt last night, by the way, was maybe his best game of his career to this point. Um, yeah, I mean, what a game by that second yeah, line, by the way. Yeah, the, the Sherry Middlestat. Rodriguez line it was phenomenal last night and and they're probably gonna and hopefully they come out with that same spark tonight but the Sabres have got a lot of good pieces you got three first round picks this year you can either choose to keep them all draft them and and let them develop because the development curve for these prospects now isn't as slow as it was years ago some prospects that are drafted in the 20s and in like mid middle of the round they get the chance to play in the NHL within a year or two. It's not two, three, four years anymore. It's it's a year or two, depending on how fast you can develop and and the type of caliber that these players are playing at or Unless wherever you're they're Boston playing. In 2015. <laughs> well, obviously that was a a dud for them, and they they passed Matthew Barzell not once, not twice, but three times they passed Mar- Matthew three Barzell picks in a row. And Matt Barzell. What's worse? What's worse? The fact that Boston passed on Matthew Barzell three times, or the Edmonton Oilers traded their first round pick that they had at sixteen to acquire Griffin Reinhardt, and that uh, that pick ended up being Barzell. Boston, because they did, they screwed it up three straight times in a row. I'm going to say Edmonton. Edmonton was in I prime. Respectfully disagree. I was Edmonton. It was in prime position to be able to take. Matthew Barzell at that position with the fact that Boston passed up those three times and you traded for a bust of a defenseman. And by bust, I mean a colossal epic bust. Griffin Reinhardt is letting, letting him go to the Vegas expansion draft for now. Sorry to Sam Reinhardt for, for talking bad about your brother like that, but it was very bad, very, very bad trade. And, uh, and of course we'll talk about more of this coming up here in a little bit when the Sabres pregame show kicks off next year with Brian Koziel joining us right here on WGR. Hang on, we're not done yet because I do have to have a shout out here for tonight's nightcap. Oh, okay. Tonight's nightcap is brought to you by Franco's Pizza. Oh. Because Franco's means fresh and Franco's also took their time and the bravery of a driver to help us out here for the 
five of us in the Entercom studios that are trapped from this snowstorm and not going home tonight. Thank you. So they got thank us you, thank food, you. and we need to give them a shout-out. Absolutely. If you're in the North Towns and you need to get yourself some pizza, make sure you check out Franco's. Franco's means fresh. And now, Absolutely. And now we take our break. We come back with an update, and then Sabres pregame gets started here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 